was it when you texted me the other day about like my car got damaged but oh. i'll be here soon <laughs> or whatever i was like what is that does that mean accident does that mean you <laughs> i didn't want to say thing? accident yeah, because this... if i said accident then like people obviously assume the worst right yeah. but who says that so it's like usually people say oh i got in a car accident i'll fill you in later no my car got damaged so i was like well did someone just approach you with like a sledgehammer just break your windows open i was like damaged. no no it's a no, lot no. less dramatic than that yeah i, I mean so for our listeners who are not from the great land of canada um well, actually, no, you know, parts in the States are snowy too, right? Like yeah, New York. East Coast. Yeah. So it's winter now. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, the skies decided to snow. Yes. Just and like um, so it lasted. So it snowed overnight, right? The other day. Yeah. Um, and it's gone now, which is so frustrating. Yeah. Literally all melted away. Like none of the trees yeah. are covered in <clears> anymore. But so Thursday night, it snowed. Overnight. So the next morning, Friday morning, I had to be at work for, well, technically I had to be there for 8.30, but I was I had to try and get there a little bit earlier because um, I was, I, I work with a nonprofit, as Razi knows, and um, I was helping with a, a PA day camp. So, so for, I had to be there. Um, so <laughs> I get there, you know, my morning is running great, okay? Like, obviously every morning when I wake up, I want to go back to sleep because who doesn't? Yes. Um, but... I, you know, I told myself I got to get up. I have a responsibility to be at work at a certain time. So I get up, you know, I go through my morning routine, which is just nothing really, you know. I barely eat breakfast, so I don't know if I can call it a routine. But um, get up, you know, go to my car. My mom uh, cleaned my car for me that morning before she went for work. So, you know, it was easy sailing. Yeah, I just had to start so my cute. car. Yeah. Um, and, you know, let it warm up a little bit. Cause still, she's an old one. Mm. Um <laughs> She's an old She's one. She's a ten-year-old car. So, um, so warming her up. Her name is Wakanda, by the way. Oh, did you tell me? <laughs> you've never told me you've named you. Yeah, but that's so cute. My actually, you, like, it's, it was Lamise. Time you open the car. No, that would okay. be weird. Uh, <laughs> It's actually Lamise who was like, you should name her Wakanda because she's all black. Oh, I just, oh my God, that's the best. Um, I don't really call her that in public, but like in my mind, I call her Wakanda. So anyways. So I got to go back to my Wakanda, I mean my car. <laughs> Could you just imagine? Yeah, I got to go meet Wakanda. And they're like, what? Does she think she lives in the Black Panther world? Is she confused? Oh, poor Wakanda. Okay, so um, yeah, I'm in my car, you know, having a great time putting my music on, you know. I'm driving. The roads are clear because my mom, she called me before I left and she's like, you know, roads are clear. You should be good to drive because I don't have winter tires. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, and I always take the highway to work because it's much faster, yeah. right? Yeah. So highway was fine because they clear highway first of everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I made it to work perfectly on time. I pull in and so I knew that when I got into the more like neighborhood area because that's where – the, we are we are in a, a neighborhood the residential roads it would get a little worse in terms of the road because they don't always clean the roads in the residential areas more mm. than they do the the main roads right. so i was expecting a little bit of snow but actually they did a pretty good job because we have a lot of schools around our area so right. i'm driving in and then i get to my parking the parking lot and i pull into the parking lot and immediately my entire parking lot is covered in snow so no one has cleaned it and i'm like great Gotta tread carefully, you know, because I don't got no winter tires. This is where it all goes wrong, guys. <laughs> so, you know, I'm taking my sweet time driving into the parking lot. And as I was, t- I told Razia, like, 
our parking lot is set up a little weird because there's multiple directions you can go to park your car. So the moment you enter the parking lot, you can go to your left and there's a section for parking. And then, but it's like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like the way it's set up. Imagine it's like one big square, but there's curbs everywhere. So it kind of looks like a maze. It's all segmented. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So like to your left, there's a segment for parking, but like um, it's not just empty space. There's a curb in the middle. And then so when you go up more, there's a little parking right in front of our, our entrance for handicap parking. Then there's another curb. So you can, so to your left, you have to go around a curb and then to your right, you have to go around a curb, whether you want to park. You could park straight, but usually there's, there's, it's weird because then you, when you try to reverse out of the parking, you're going to hit a curb. So you wouldn't do that. Anyways, <laughs> so I usually park to like the upper right because it's the closest to the door, but you, without going into the handicap spots. So, and it was, I was like one of the first ones there. There's like one other car in the car, in the parking lot. So I was like, Hey, I'm going to park in my usual spot. My use, you know, um, don't, I, I honestly didn't know where I was going to park because there's no lines. There's yeah. snow everywhere. Yeah. So. I'm turning, so like I turned right, obviously, to go around the curve, and then I'm, I'm turning my wheel left slowly, slowly putting a little gas, because obviously or my car won't move, yeah. um, to go into the parking spot. And I'm trying to see if I'm like, you know, could see a line, potentially, can't. Yeah. Yeah. And then I like, my car like skids forward, because it like slipped on the snow. And then, so I'm trying to brake, and then there's no traction on my tires, because yeah. I'm don't, I don't have winter tires. So my car completely accelerates yep. yeah. towards the curb. Yeah. I, 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 um, like I hit the curb, but it doesn't stop there. No, no. <laughs> it goes over the curb, my car. And then there's like a mini wall. Yeah. yeah. Cement wall. Um, maybe like two feet high, if anything. Um, that, 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 um, separates our parking lot from, another, from another parking lot that it belongs to the elementary school right in front of us. Yeah. So my car rams oh my into gosh. that oh wall. Gosh. Were you panicking when that happened? Like how, how It happened in that? like two seconds. I kid you not. Yeah. It was just like I tried to control and then it went boom and it just hit the wall. And I was like <laughs> shocked. I just sat there like, oh, excuse me? <laughs> and then me, the naive little young driver I am, I'm thinking, okay, I got a dent. It's all good. <laughs> a little scratch. It's a little dent, you know. It's gonna be a little. It's gonna Just be bad. Like, you know, a paint job will cover it. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> because I I honestly didn't understand the amount. You know, you don't really don't understand the amount, the, the impact, force of cars, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I reverse off of it because I'm like, hey, I gotta park off to the side somewhere and then look at the damage. So I reverse off and. <laughs> <laughs> the moment I knew it was bad, I could see my l- front license plate completely came off and is imprinted into the snow by that wall. That's like the best thing. And That's I'm just like, oh no. So I'm reversing. I'm like, okay, I have to move my car. My steering wheel, I damaged my car so bad, guys. My steering wheel would not move. Yes. Like it was like as if someone, it was as if like the steering wheel was locked. Like I could not move it. it was very difficult to move my steering wheel so i was reversing and then when i try when i tried to move i heard and i was like oh god no yeah. and then so i was like you know what i gotta check my damage i got out of the car my c- entire bumper the front from bumper. bumper is on the floor yeah hanging by like a wire <laughs> one of my right headlight completely out which is nuts to me and then my me. radiator is all exposed yeah. It's like someone took a b- giant bite out of my car. <laughs> the bread part. I wish I could show that video. You oh my god, it's so damage. bad. Um, yeah, and 
literally the whole I was just shook yeah I was shook and um I had to be inside the building yeah right at by 8 30 well by 8 20 by that point it was past 8 20 so I had to call my supervisor yeah to see if maybe like I could get some help so I could move my car yeah and then she came out and she was like nah (laughs) she was like nah you did this to yourself (laughs) yeah she was like that's yeah we can't move that so because I was I was even scared like I was I don't know what because there was a fluid leaking as well and like a green fluid so yeah so it could have been coming from the radiator which is bad or it was coolant okay which is less but you know what I mean so we didn't know what it was so I was really scared to move my car so um she was like just leave it we have to come inside and you know start dealing with our day so um I left it there and then basically um we called caa and all this stuff and they got it towed and everything and yeah. now it's at the garage my poor baby wakanda is at the Aww. garage and it's looking at over t- uh well a lot of money in yeah, damage you're like mm. yeah because uh, well the thing you said the mechanic the guy said yeah 14. 14 different things he has to fix and he called my mom because <laughs> like he we've been to him before for my mom's car and um he called my mom and he was like Miss Sophia, this this is a lot of damage. Yeah, yeah I didn't know your mom not mean your mom's name was Sophia. Yeah, her name's Sophia. Just, that's yeah. so cute. I love He's like, Miss Sophia, her. this is too much damage. What happened? Oh my god. And I was like, yikes. Um, <laughs> yeah, what's your daughter into? Like, what yeah, he's happened? like, tell her to drive carefully. Is this a drag race? Yeah, like, no, she... guys, I have the worst luck. Oh my god. Holy shit. Um, that's nuts to me that that all happened in a parking lot. <laughs> in a parking lot, completely empty. Like, it's just, uh, it makes me like, so oh, mad. This and intersection, the... this guy came at me. Yeah, no, exactly. Right, I was alone. <laughs> I drove into the snow, a guys. The snow. No, but honestly, guys, like that really, because I was like, "What snow? Like, yeah, I'll be fine." You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. my mom does, has never had winter tires on her car. Oh wow, she only has all season tires, and oh. I've driven her car before. Yeah, in the snow, and, it's fine. and I've been fine. Yeah, so like I really don't know. I don't know if my tires are just not as good as hers <laughs> or something, yeah, or whatever, or like the obviously there are different um, brands of cars as well, so. That, that could that could be part of it, but um, I have a Mazda, and I've also heard Mazda's bodies like are very easily damaged, mm. so mm. that could also be a part of it. So yeah. they're that's, high risk for insurance. Yeah, that's why I was like, because I like the idea of having a smart car, mm-hmm. just because I think they're I like that they're cutesy, and then it's not hard to find a park. I need like a hybrid or something that you know that has the automatic. If you're gonna hit something, it just stops for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I need something that does the work for me. But you know, I'm a very safe driver. Like that's what really pissed me off because yeah. I'm a, such a safe driver. I've never had an accident like that before in my life. Yeah, yeah. And I've been driving since I was 16. Mm. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it was really annoying and also kind of embarrassing because like now all my coworkers are coming to work and they just see a car like in the middle of the parking lot, not even in a space. Wait, didn't it tow? It well, no, up? but it took a while to get the tow uh, truck okay, and stuff, okay. right? So like people are coming into work and they're just like. Uh, what so is going on? Are you okay? And then I had to be out in the cold with the tow truck dude while he towed my car. Yeah. And um, it was freezing. I remember, That's and it was just like, whatever. But anyways, um, so I'll probably be on public transportation for the next couple of days. <laughs> and um, if you see her, say hi. But the good thing is, good thing, guys, Wakanda's getting winter tires, so. Um, <laughs> She should be good for now. Hey, what a fucking name but that's time. a lesson for everybody. Please drive carefully. Drive <laughs> slowly in the winter. Who cares if anybody honks at you? Rather be home safe and alive than yeah. You know. Man, I drive in North York. I feel like okay. First of all, people who drive up where I do, which is like right before actual Toronto downtown, like starts. The driving there, like. Okay, driving is one thing because people take like just lane changes when it, and if they feel. Yeah, I hate care. that. They just. I've gained know. like intuition. 
this is what I was gonna say. <laughs> so it's the most dangerous thing in the entire world. <laughs> Where I like drive to go. Yeah, to work your area is, is too hectic. Is oh yeah. properly like actually the worst. But I've been I've been like the most like. It's definitely improved my driving. Like, yeah. a thousand percent. I've learned from my struggles. Of, like, just the second you reach young and uh, steel. Oh. And you're training That anywhere? part, that area gives me anxiety. Ooh, and I, cool. I didn't even drive there. I take the bus. Yeah, like, when yeah. I used to go to that yeah, area, yeah, I was yeah. taking the bus. First, York, yeah. No. It's, it's the, it's actually the worst. So, so, but I'm, like, also, like, I feel like I'm talking about, like, something serious. But I'm ultimately grateful for it. Because I'm, like, such a, like, a, a more confident driver. Mm-hmm. But you would think that the drivers are the worst thing there. It's that plus the pedestrians. Mm-hmm. People just they, walk into the street. Oh my They're God. like, "Hey, God will, God will save me." <laughs> yeah. And they don't even look. They like just have this imaginary <laughs> bubble around them. They're not going to be attacked whatsoever. Because the problem is, is that there's so many like, um, there's a mall there. There's like four different bus stops. So there's obviously a lot of people walking about, mm-hmm. and it's and it's dangerous now, especially because. You know, summer is definitely over, and so a lot of people are going to school and stuff. So it's just again, more, way more people out than need to be there. Yeah, just like they at night too. At night, people will just cross the street. There's no signal inside. Yeah, and it's like I can barely see you. I it's barely. Really scary. I catch it the last second. Sometimes yeah. and I'm always like, "Okay, what did you want me to do to help you?" <laughs> and like, then you'll get in trouble because no, you no. hit a pedestrian. Yes, ultimately, oh. I know that this is what will happen. But, yeah, guys, please be careful when you're driving in that area. I've seen, like, some Wait. the craziest not mm-hmm. so stuff. Like, the other day, and even just random traffic stuff that people just feel free to, like, stop whenever they want to. Yeah. So, or I, they, like, people will be so close to you. Yeah. And then, like, you have to stop. And then they're, like, right, they're about to hit you. You're like, yeah. can you take some time <laughs> to <laughs> just breathe? <laughs> exactly. The other day, I had, I got late to work. Even though I was at Young Steel's, my workplace is not too far from that. I was in the left turn to turn, and there's just two buses in front of me, or a bus. And the first bus ready to go just turns on to its emergency lights, and as there's a green light. And I was like, there is no way in hell your, your bus just broke down, mister. You're busy doing something. In the, in the left lane? In the left lane. I've never lane. seen that. So imagine... You if- need to pull over, my friend. Okay imagine because even like so i can kind of see it because i'm close enough to like yeah around a little see it flashing and like i know he's not moving so there's a there's a shit ton of people behind me that left turn lane is it's crazy so i'm always like i'm panicking because i'm like they just want to beat the shit out of me right now like honk me down because they think i'm not moving or whatever they can't see what what's happening yeah so i kind of panic the guy it's either the bus behind me or the bus right before the one that stopped mm-hmm. Um, is we decide to do this, like go into the next lane, yeah, like just force and then go around the bus, yeah, yeah, yeah. And which I'm like, that's like even more anxiety inducing. I know, like, I hate I that. So what happens is, as I already make the transition, the right turns, the light turns red, so I can't even move anywhere. The guy turns his off. By the time then, I promise you, but by the time the next green signal turns on, like the arrow turns on, then I'm like. Fuck this. The bus guy sees exactly what's happening behind me, too. Same thing. We go back into the left turn, watch this guy go. And I was like, I sped across past the guy, that guy so fast because yeah. I was pissed. I was like, I know there's nothing wrong with your bus. What I the know. Hell? What's wrong oh with these people? God. Literally 20 minutes late. So Wow. <laughs> I was just infuriated. Yeah, I definitely have gained some sort of intuition of like um, knowing when a car is going <clears throat> to try to pass me mm. or, yeah. um, or if a car is 
in front of if a car in front of me in the lane beside me wants to cut in front of yep, me yep. like i can i feel it in my yep. bones like yep. oh he's he, he, he's he moving is. too fast he's kind of getting close to me i'm it's gonna like, slow down and let him go exactly and exactly a lot of people is. won't do that they'll get mad like no i'm not gonna let you go but then that causes an accident exactly. i'd rather not get into an or accident you're like you're like approaching an intersection and you know even though you know you're close there is there there's so you're approaching an intersection and there's someone turning left or who's waiting to turn left, even though you know you're going to pass, like there's enough green for you to go, you know that the person's not going to take the left. So, yeah. you, so you just slow down as you put the intersection and exactly. watch that asshole take the left turn <laughs> yeah. and then you go. So besides traffic and our, <laughs> our difficulties driving around, especially now that it's Winter. snowing and stuff, yeah, it's going to be this way for a while. Um, actually, uh, in the coming month, uh, Iman and I have something booked and reserved yeah and uh something special i think we've we've wanted to ideally i mean actually travel yes um which well i mean will hopefully happen in the future it will and i think yeah we'll have opportunities later for whatever reason like nothing of that sort had happened but we still wanted to do something with our time yeah um and something together so we actually just booked tickets for a cirque du soleil show I know, that's gonna be so happening excited. in toronto um yeah, because I've never been to one. I don't think Me you've neither. Ever I've been never been to one. I know friends Listen, and family so. who have been. No, I don't think so. I know friends and family who have been, and I I love the circus. I like local shows a lot. Yeah. So I've never been to Cirque du Soleil though. Yeah, Cirque du Soleil is like crazy. And I'm just so good. psyched because like the like we got good tickets, good seats, and mm-hmm. so I'm like. And we reasonably priced tickets too. That's what, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. It, I would. We didn't break our banks by any means. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I know people usually pay up the whole like you know, so. I'm really psyched, and we'll let you guys know what that was like and give you a review. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we're going to the Cordio show, C-O-R-T-E-O, um, so excited. Mm-hmm. I think it's a new one. Yeah, and um, we definitely, like Razia mentioned, we want to do this more often where we go to like different shows, and and when we say shows, we mean like broad, it could be like Broadway, it yeah. could be a play, it could be a movie, it could be, yeah. you know, like this, Cirque du Soleil. They, concerts. Things, concerts. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, my God. Um, that we could, like, later on review in the podcast. So, yeah. um, so excited. We definitely want to do a trip to New York to do Broadway one yes. time. Oh, my God. Um, That's a dream right now. Definitely. So, oh um, more to come for sure. Yeah, if you have a, if you guys, like, hear about any of these shows or, like, want us to review something or see something or attend, like, let us know. Um, but also because, like, I think, I like that this podcast is giving us opportunities to, like, Go and to go and things, see other things like to be able wouldn't. to talk about it exactly so but and you know i know it's okay well i won't say it's like working 100 percent, but um <laughs> i know that there is some people listening <laughs> and taking some. our advice because yeah. one of my friends reached out to me um like after i posted that we talked about the hate you give in one of our our podcasts yes, and she like reached one. out through instagram the second last one yeah us, and yeah. was like oh like how was it i'm gonna listen to your podcast and then go watch it and i'm like yes Oh, that's so cute. Listen to our review. That's so awesome. <laughs> I hope. So oh cute. shoot, we have spoilers in that, don't we? The, in the hate. Well, you hopefully give? she. No, she'll skip over. It's okay. It's not like it. It's a book, so you could be spoiled regardless. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's um, tell her. <laughs> it's good to it's good to know that people are actually listening to like us. listening. And, yeah, I mean, I, it'll be like a slow thing, like just to like, accumulate some audience members. But actually, again. I know I mentioned it like almost every podcast, but our SoundCloud like listens are increasing. So yeah, it's good to see. It. I love yeah. that. Like, it's really random spikes, but um, by like fifty by each 50 time. <laughs> but fifty forty-seven, um, like it'll it's, just choose. It's cool to to see um, who we're reaching and like where they're from and stuff like that. It's really yeah. cool technology. Love that. Yeah. Um, but anyways, as we're talking about um, 
people listening to us. Uh, I wanted to move on to a different topic um, because recently, as you know, um, we both... I'm, do you watch her as well, Dean Tokyo? Uh, I have for a long time, actually. Yeah. And, and mostly in her earlier days, to be honest. Like, I think... When at, she was just on Facebook doing hijab tutorials? Yes. Those days, yeah. Yeah, and, and like, I remember her... I remember so many, like, she was the person who, like, I think started so many trends, like, mm-hmm. for like, fa- like modest fashion. Yeah. And, like, just, I'm trying to think, like, even, like, nerdy glasses with hijabs, like, were, were her, was her, mm-hmm. like, different ways to wear turban uh, style hijabs. Like, there's so many things I can, like, remember from her early YouTube days. I think up until the point until right after she got married um, and had the kid, like, the whole era kind of, I kind of, like, uh, followed yeah along, kind of some things here and there but yeah i've definitely same with me like i watched her for a bit i didn't realize how long i've been watching her because um she's such a big um influencer on youtube now yeah. that i forget that there was a time where we would watch her stuff on facebook yeah. and oh, stuff yeah. like that right so yeah. i have been watching her for a very long time since high school yeah and for those sorry who are probably unaware dita tokyo is like a hijabi muslim fashion blogger yeah um again kind of started on so well social media is where she got her yeah, her, yeah founding exactly. her ground it she's uh, a british vlogger um and a lot of her stuff is on youtube right now you can go and find that out but she basically does tutorials on how to tie you know yeah basically like, like how to dress modestly but still being fashionable and um yeah how to how to wear yeah. your hijab and, and for a lot of like muslim women our age even if you don't follow her you know that name like, yeah yeah, you know yeah exactly saying? she's very iconic yeah and argue. a lot of us grew up looking up to her because she was like able to like you know what i mean like she lived up to the whole you know wear my hijab but it doesn't mean that yeah like i'm any different like she yeah. was she was a good role model for a lot of us growing up yeah um but the the news i actually wanted to speak about today was that yeah. She recently um, took her hijab off. Yep. Um, and, I mean, there have been times where she's... There's always been controversy. Not... Con- I don't want to say controversy, but there's always been, like, the people who love her, and then there's the people who don't necessarily Which, like her. And that's the case for all the influencers. But, that, in terms, but in terms of her, just because she's a Muslim woman... Yeah. Um, yeah. She's everything that Every little attention. thing that she does yeah. is nitpicked apart, like, yes. yeah. um, against Islamic you know, beliefs and stuff like There's that. There's some so, guys commenting. Who exactly. Are like, mm, you know. Um, and I, that's why today, even though, like, it's a big news that she took her job off, I don't want to focus on that too much. I was telling Razia that no. it's not our position um, or yeah. anybody's position to, to judge her or to ask or to or, uh, question analyze, yeah, analyze why she took it off. And, like, figure out through her personal life why it came yeah, Exactly. Point, like, so, like, she did what she did, and yeah. that's with, like, that's on her own terms, and that's her, her own decision. That's yeah. that's final for that. But the reason why I brought her up is because we did grow up, like, you know, watching looking up to her, her yeah. watching her, yeah. um, and she's a big figure. And I still love and I enjoy her content still, no yeah. matter she wears the hijab or not. Yeah. Um, and she's still, follow, like, she's still true to herself. It's not like she's just a different person because she took off her hijab. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the reason I want to bring it up is because I wanted us to speak to our personal you know, stories about how we came to wear hijab because we started at different points in our lives. Yeah, and, exactly. um, you know, any struggles that we came across when, yeah. you know, wearing and hijab I, and being, yeah. yeah, you know, just being young Muslim woman in Toronto, <laughs> Canada, <laughs> wearing hijab. And what hijab. that's like. Exactly. Um, and I don't think, like, it took us until episode 18, I'm surprised, to talk about mm-hmm. our stories, right? Um, not that the, our podcast has to be specifically about the fact that there, we are Muslim women yeah. and that, you know, that that's... I mean, we but want this to kind of be an open forum about any topic, anything under exactly. the sun. Exactly. But it's also important for our listeners to understand yeah. that we are Muslim women. Yeah, we don't want to... And yeah. um, that's 100% part of our identity as anything else is a part of our identity. So yeah. because just because we speak about it doesn't mean that 
our whole podcast is. No, yeah. But it's just, it's us. We're, yeah. we're Muslim. The topic came up, so we're going to talk about <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. Okay? <laughs> um, so, I, I guess I'll start then. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I think I started relatively more recent uh, than Iman had, and actually more than most of the people I know and my friends. Uh, typically, uh, and again, I have to be conscious of, of the fact that people who are listening aren't necessarily Muslim. So, yeah. Um, uh, oh. A lot of Muslim women, uh, I guess, who come from relatively conservative families uh, who are Muslim, they usually start wearing the hijab early on in life. So I would argue, like, somewhere in middle school, I found that some people start even younger I, than even, that. Yeah, I even see, like, now, um, and again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, like, but I've seen now, especially working with uh, kids in elementary schools, I've seen grade one, grade two. Oh, yeah. I've um, seen, I've seen, hijab. I've more seen recently, though. Okay. Like, when I was younger, there was a couple. Maybe yeah. it's just, like, demographic of where I lived. Yeah. But um, definitely a lot more recently now. I've seen a lot of kids starting younger. Yeah. And, again, like I said, it's nothing wrong with that. I have my own personal issues with that. Yeah. But it has, you know, yeah. nothing yeah, to yeah. do with what they're doing. Yeah, I, it's true, though. Sorry. Depending on which, like, background or country you come from, it does start at different yeah. points. I would argue the average is, like, middle school. Yeah. But I actually started wearing it in uh, right as soon as I started uh, university. So that should was... we sorry, but sorry to interrupt you, but should we talk about why, like when, say? when typically religiously we're supposed to start wearing it? Oh sure, yeah. You can... For people who don't know, Go. no, just to let people know, like who yeah. are Muslim, um, we women wear hijab like in Islam. We're supposed to wear hijab when we're mature enough, yeah. and that is. A broad <laughs> term to use, um, and it encompasses multiple different things. So, yeah. uh, mature enough means your understanding of the religion. Mm-hmm. You are your mind is mature enough to understand yeah. why you're wearing it, yeah. um, and what the religion asks of you, and you know, like why you're wearing it. So that's one part of maturity. Another part of maturity is is um, getting your period. Yeah, getting period, <laughs> your puberty. I, I would, you you reach your you know you yeah. you've gone through puberty. Get, that's another part. I can only speak to uh, South Asian culture, but for the most part, that's how it's interpreted. Yeah. yeah is the, like, once you, uh, yeah, become of age, essentially, yeah. is kind of when that conversation happens. Um, and, you know, obviously, for I'm sure everybody should know this, but not all girls reach, <laughs> you know, puber- like, they don't go through puberty at the same time. It doesn't yeah. happen. It's just like a flick of the switch, and it's like, you are ready. Yeah, No, exactly. it happens differently for everybody. Yeah. But, um, but... That's why I'm saying, like, it's really important to understand that maturity encompasses a couple different things yeah. rather than just having your period. Because a lot of, that's why you said, a lot of cultures, a lot of families enforce it on their on the, these young girls because they, you know, reach that point in their lives. But sometimes girls get their period when they're a lot, really young still, mm. and their mind has not developed. Yeah. You know to what I mean? To that. even understand everything. So. I'm just going to leave it at that just to get you guys to yeah. understand a little bit. Yeah. But, um, but I think at this point, yeah. especially like another thing, another big thing, I think at this point, a lot of people understand the hijab is being an individual's choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it always and, has been, actually. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at any point in their lives, um, and to wear it, to stop wearing it, to wear it temporar- temporarily, there's so many approaches, interpretations of in and around uh, headscarf. I find it's a very politicized topic, but mm-hmm. ultimately, from what I understand, the scarf as being, especially now being a, a wearer of a scarf, it is completely different depending on who you talk to. Right? Exactly. But anyways, continue. Yeah. Sorry. So I started, um, yeah, right after uh, I graduated high school and started university, started wearing it. Um, it was actually 
it's, my story is kind of funny because I actually started wanting to wear it in high school, mm-hmm. and I had discussions about it and wanted to wear it. And for one reason or another, I decided to give myself uh, those four years in high school to decide whether or not I wanted to commit mm-hmm. to it. Right. And long story short, I did commit to it. But the first day, actually, I, I don't think I've ever really, really told anybody this. But the first day that I started wearing it, because leading up to, I was it was in August right before university would have started. And I really wanted myself to start wearing it before school started. Just mm-hmm. get used to it. Get, yeah. Getting used to Part like, of your routine, right? Yeah. Getting used to how to tie it. You yeah. Know, that kind of stuff. And so I did start in August. And the first day was so strange. I just chose to do it in a place, in a space that I knew people don't. So what it was is that I <laughs> I started um, working, like doing volunteer work with this other two Muslim girls who were running this like uh, um, Muslim magazine thing that was like short-lived. It was a bit like a small project mm-hmm. in the beginning. I was just involved as like a writer slash um, graphic design person helper, right? Yeah. And it so what it was going to that person's house who I've never actually met her in person. I don't think I've met her in person before, but I, we've had mutual friends, which is how we spoke. And okay. And I applied and whatever got the position. So we went there to brainstorm, like, what do we do to start this magazine mm-hmm. up kind of thing. So it was actually to her house that I first started wearing that <laughs> okay. skirt. Because it was the easiest entry for me. Okay. It's people who have never seen me before. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't know if I wore the scarf or not from before. And yeah. I don't really post pictures of myself online. So uh, th- that wasn't a problem. And... I wanted to feel comfortable and just do it once mm-hmm. and feel what that's mm-hmm. like. So to her, she had no idea what was it. like. That yeah, this was it the was first a, thing. yeah, exactly. She, she had no idea. And I remember my dad kind of being like, because he drove me to her house and was like, okay, <laughs> you're going to wear that? Fine. Like, not like in a bad way. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just different. I yeah, never yeah. really told anybody about it. Yeah. Um, because I wanted to be a personal thing. And it takes a lot of commitment, I think, at least for me, uh, because it, it's something that you're representing. The way I, that I see it, that it's it's religious, so again, ultimately personal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I, I wore it then, and then as soon as school started, I wore I wore it to different people's, you know, and anytime I had um, a lunch or dinner with a friend, I just wore it and kind of showed up there looking that way. After that, because mm-hmm. I got used to it, going to the mall like that, whatever. So it was progressive, <laughs> and like I think I learned a lot too about a being comfortable with myself, and like I actually learned a lot about my friends. And people in my life, period, based on how they reacted to mm-hmm. what I wore. Do you know Definitely, what I'm saying? Definitely, yeah. So, big, huge learning curve there. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad I did it, ultimately, because I, I think a big part of why I started to wear it is because, kind of like what Noelle said in the other one, of like, I want to be able to be recognized as a Muslim. Mm-hmm. I think, um, like, I don't like when people say, and I know we can both agree on this, yeah. I, I like, I hate it when kind of Americans typically say this of like, oh, I don't see color. Like, you know, it's not the first thing I yeah. noticed. But it's like, no, what, we don't have to... You can acknowledge those things about a person. Yeah, and still appreciate definitely. Them. It's part of our identity. Why not acknowledge exactly. it? And you can still be neutral to someone. And, you know, saying that you don't see color doesn't fix it. Anyways. Yeah. But, like, I wanted to that to be a part of my story. I think anybody, ultimately, who chooses to wear a scarf for themselves agrees on that idea of you want it to be that to be part of your story part of your journey part of your life mm-hmm. because you see that as being significant in one way or another for whatever reason whether it's modesty whether it's your obligation to god whether it's you like wearing it like you, you whatever you know mm-hmm. um so i think the, as soon as i decided that i wanted it to be part of my <clears throat> story is then when it came real of like the easiest way for me to do it is just in this transition from high school to university a lot of people don't know 
I'll be meeting a lot of people, so mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. as difficult if I were to do it in the middle of high school. Exactly. So I just made it easier for myself, and I've been wearing it ever since. Yay. Um, I'm actually similar. So I started earlier than Razia, and I'm similar in the sense that I also started wearing hijab in a transition period. So mm-hmm. um, I was in grade... Well, yeah, I, was in, I started in grade 8. So... But the thing is, I made my decision. So, okay, this is how it started for me. Basically, um, I grew up in Scarborough, right? Uh, before I moved to Markham. So I was in Scarborough up until the end of grade seven. So the summer before grade eight, I moved to Markham. And when I was nearing the end of grade seven, there was a couple of different things that made me want to wear the hijab. And one, I would say definitely there is there was a little bit of pressure coming from my... Um, like my Quran classes. So every oh. Saturday I would go to like these Islamic, this Islamic school. And um, it would always, it was like not, uh, I don't want to say it's a constant question, but it definitely came up like, why, do you, like why don't you wear the hijab? Why don't you wear the hijab? And it wasn't from like teachers or anything. It was like the peers. Like, pe- oh. you know, you know, like other girls who would, who already started wearing hijab. Um, and I would wear hijab to the school, of course, but outside of that, they knew I didn't I wear hijab. And that. <laughs> yeah, so there was a, a little bit of pressure there, like because I I already knew um, by that point, like like by that point, I already I already had my period and everything. So technically, I was supposed to start whatever you know what I mean. But there was no pressure from home. In fact, my when I chose to wear the hijab, my dad was like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> and again, not because it's a bad thing, but more because he thought I just wasn't ready yet. Right. He's like, "Give yourself some time." Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing with my mom. She was like, "Give yourself some time." Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and there was yeah same thing with my mom. Like my mom didn't start wearing hijab till later on in life, uh, much later than I started as well. So mm-hmm. more into her adult life. So same with my mom, yeah. So like there was no pressure from family whatsoever. It all came from outside of family. Um, and then as a, like, as a young girl, you don't like feeling that pressure. Um, so, like, I sympathize because my, my pressure, considering that my family was supportive with whatever I chose, um, I really sympathize with girls who get that pressure from home because that that's more constant, right? It's always, like, on the back of your mind, people are kind of forcing you into something. Yeah, and enough guilt happens from that. But um, with me, it was more like the pressure started early. So, um I would say maybe like even from around grade five, grade six, oh. I started hearing those comments, right? Yeah. Um, so when I got to the end of grade seven, you know, I was like, you know what, I think it's time. And this is before I even knew I was moving. So I was trying to, I was I, like, you're like, what, 12 years old? And the fact that this is going through my mind still boggles me because as, yeah. an, as an adult now, I'm yeah. like, how did I even have these thoughts? But, exactly. <laughs> but um, I was like kind of going through with it in my within myself like you know maybe when I start grade 8 I'm old enough now I think I should be able to start wearing the hijab and like I've already I already started dressing kind of like in accordance to how we should dress you know like we're not I'm not wearing short shorts anymore I'm not wearing like short sleeves anymore really I'm you know what I mean That's so what like happened through me too, through high school yeah too, I should say. so um I, bought a lot more I was like things. you know what maybe it's time so you know I was I even had I had a Muslim friend in school too so I was like discussing it with her too and I'm like I think I'm gonna start in grade eight and she's like you know what me too and like we kind of like encourage each other um and then I found out I was moving um and that kind of I had this like huge thing of relief because I already knew that you know, not that I don't, I don't think I would have lost any friends. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, I don't, yeah. and then, like, at that point, I didn't think I was going to lose any friends because there was people who weren't Muslim that knew I was making this decision. But it was, I knew that I would still be treated differently. 
Um, and I've been going to school with these people since I was in grade four. So I was like, you know, this is going to be a change. People are going to treat me differently, but you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm fine. And then I found out that we're moving. So I was sad, of course, because I'm leaving my friends, but I was kind of excited because I, I was going to, I was going to have this new start. I didn't know anybody at the school, Mm -hmm. even though I was going to be starting school in grade eight or you're graduating. (laughs) So, and these people have been going to school together for years. I was nervous at that point, but I knew no one knew me, so I could, you know, wear my hijab, and exactly, no one would yeah. know I wasn't wearing it before. Exactly. So that definitely was a big plus for me, and that definitely um, was one of the factors that encouraged me to actually not chicken out and actually start wearing the hijab mm. full-time. Now, I have to say, when I did start wearing hijab in grade 8, um, I definitely struggled. Yeah. Um, not in school, because um, I think, I guess, like, people would question you more if you took it off. Oh my god. You know yes. what I mean? No, like yeah. in, your classmates would be like what's going on? So I think that kind of helped me keep it on and and I was comfortable. It's not like it made me uncomfortable in any way. So I just yeah. kept it on. But definitely I had struggle with family. So Interesting. Because um with me, my family is pretty big. I have a lot of family in Toronto and so when we would have family events, they don't they're not used to me wearing hijab. Mm-hmm. So, yes, like, there's family that I don't have to wear hijab in front of, like, Islamically, right? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. have your family, like, blood-related family you don't have to wear hijab yeah. in front of. And then there's family that technically you do have to wear hijab in front of. Um, and that's where I struggled because they, I grew up with them. They are nothing but family to me. So, yeah, yeah. I felt like it was weird for me to put my hijab on yeah. and cover just, from them yeah. as if I have something to hide. Or you're uncomfortable. Or I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I grew up with them, so why would I have to do that? So I, I did struggle with that in the beginning. Um, and people obviously, I don't think, th- they didn't like make it really known to me that they found it weird, but I'm sure they were like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it took a second for them to adjust as well. Yeah. But I took it slow and slow. Like I didn't always wear hijab when I went and saw family. And that was okay. Yeah. I was really yeah. young. Yeah, exactly. But um, over time, and now it's like completely normal. It's part of my life, right? Yeah. So um, that I think that was the only thing that I really struggled with, but... I have to say, like, I'm I'm really grateful that I didn't struggle because I know that that people have oh, yeah. struggled yeah. immensely Family, with wearing yeah. hijab and um, have had to take it off yeah. and then like go go back and forth and you know and unfortunately when people do that, other people love to talk about it. Like, yeah. so, so prime example is Dina Tokyo. She's like in the spotlight because of how, um, you know, yeah, because some reason I think the hijab more than anything for a Muslim woman. It's so, like, controversial. Like, it's not... It's, it's almost, like, obsessively thought Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. And especially... And I say this... Okay, a lot of Muslim girls already know this. It's a lot of guys in the comments who love oh, to 100%. tell Oh, 100%. They love to tell you what you can and can't wear. Yes. And what you can and can't say. Yeah. What, how you can and can't act yes, like, as a Muslim woman. It's always, it's, Sister, yeah. this is coming from the best part and place in my heart, but you know Allah would not like... Oh, uh, God. Yeah, Take a break. <laughs> oh, boy. I could go on. I mean, I understand topic. that there are people who come from, like with good intentions but i always think that yes you may be coming from good intentions but like kind of check yourself yeah why, who are you to tell me what to do yeah like why do you think you're so important yeah. that you have to reach out to me and if that's the case reach out to me privately why yeah. do you have to reach out this to me in public thing. this is my thing exactly i think there's a t- time and place for everything yeah exactly and having conversations like that you have to be sensitive about like i don't think you can say it's you know whatever, you're helping a person or you're, you're you're preaching for the best reasons and then make it a big whole big show thing and get all yeah. the likes and retweets or whatever. If it really meant that much to you, you would find a yeah. way to say it otherwise. That wasn't so controversial. Exactly. Um, and I think it's so important, like, people um, understand 
especially people who aren't Muslim and who don't understand why we wear hijab. Um, I want, like, I challenge you guys to ask instead of judging, first of all. If you have a friend who's, you know, who wears hijab or something like that, maybe ask why we wear it instead of just thinking or imagining or, you know, accepting everything like the media tells you. Um, and also understand that at the end of the day, like, at the end of the day, no matter what anybody says, hijab is a choice. Hmm. Um, can that choice be forced onto someone? Yes, as any other choice can be forced onto someone. You know what I mean? Um, especially if they're young um, and it's coming from family. And um, it can be forced. Of course it can be forced on anybody, but that doesn't mean that's how it should be done. That's something that's very, very important for people to understand. Like, people love to take the hijab and call it oppressive. And yes, the ways people can... The ways people, the way people can um, make some people wear hijab can be oppressive. Yeah. That tactic is oppressive, but the hijab itself is not oppressive. Exactly. Um, so it's the method of which it's yeah, it's the method of way the way it's implemented. And honestly, like I only wish for every Muslim girl who goes through the struggle or the decision of what picking whether they want to wear the hijab or not, it should only be. Um, yours to make it only should be your choice and it should be something that you discuss within yourself and your relationship with god that is how you make that decision it's not for anybody else but yourself um and i think too if you're just in around this discussion i always think it's important to talk about because this is what i missed when i when i was considering wearing the job when i started wearing it i don't think there's enough people is that enough people talking about the struggles of being a hijabi? Like, already having made the decision. Yeah. And being out there, the questions you get about wearing a scarf or, mm-hmm. the sh- or that, you know, stereotype. But I completely missed the enough people to talk about the struggles of even getting there. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I think there, oh, yeah, there, like, is, there is a lot that, like... So, two things. Like, yeah, to your point of, like, even for with me, it was not a family thing, ever. It, the the yeah. hijab discussion was never something coming from in my home that made me do... Not by any means. It was... Completely, that Sunday like school. Like the external, setting. yeah. It was friends. It was like a lot of people. And you know, these people aren't doing it things. maliciously. They're not doing it like, um, make. They they don't want to make you feel bad. It's yeah. like, it's and because they're going through something. Yes. That they think you know that's been told to them that you have to do it at this certain point, it, well, yes. and then they're expecting it of you. So, exactly. but as a kid, you don't really think of it that way, right? You're no, thinking you're being my, attacked. That's, <laughs> my, that's my thing too. Yeah, especially and when you're. Kids talking about religion, you're not the greatest. No, we're not. We know nothing, honey. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so there's that. And, like, I, for me, like, again, yeah, nobody was coming at it maliciously, but there's so many, like, implicit things that even if you brought up in conversation, I was already insecure about the topic. Yeah. So I was already, in my head, guilt-tripping myself and thinking about things and saying, well, why aren't you already there at this point? You know, look at this person they are, kind of thing. Because um, I, I, getting to the point was a, was a struggle, I would admit. Um, only because I wanted to make a con- like confirm this decision and make it by a certain time. And, mm-hmm. you know, I do this myself for like everything, anyways. Um, but also in like I also had to get really comfortable with seeing it on my head specifically. Mm-hmm. Like it was almost like a identity getting used to seeing it on myself for the first time. Like that took its own. Maybe it's like a self image thing. I don't know what it is. Like getting used to seeing myself. In a different light. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think because I've always cared about fashion and stuff and like how I dress myself is another way of, of expressing myself. I don't know if it's because I'm a creative person or what, but so that was its whole uh, thing that I had to yeah. manage the change of that. So, I mean, not that I can, I can't, I'm not going to be necessarily the most eloquent about this subject, but like just 
that whole process beforehand if you're going through it and you're struggling a little bit that's not normal that's not not normal that's not abnormal yeah yeah yeah. it's it's something that is almost 100 normal <laughs> yeah because it's a big change right yeah. it's like a complete change of your routine yeah. um everything that you're used to and it's I wish like, I wish I could say it is as easy as putting a scarf on. It really isn't though, because there's so many implications around it. Yeah, you have to do it right. Yeah. If you don't wear your hijab right, you're judged for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so many things, and it's like it's highly criticized. So that's the thing. Yeah. Right? So I I just think like don't by any means if you're someone who's not even considering to wear it, don't by any means think that even starting to wear it or starting to let it go or starting to whatever wear it differently. It, it it's all not easy. Yeah. But ultimately still a choice that yeah. uh, women decide to make all over the world, right? Not just here. Yeah. So. And uh, definitely also if you're if you're someone thinking about wearing the hijab, um it's I don't think you're ever 100% ready. You just have to it's like a, about a lot of big decisions you make in your life, you're like not 100% ready. Mm-hmm. You're like maybe 80% ready and you still have like that 20% of doubt. But you just have to take that step and you have to see if it works for you. Yeah, you have to try. You just have to try it out and see. And then see. all of a sudden it becomes part of your yeah. regular thing. And also look for the support in your life. You know what I mean? Like, look for that support because if you're, say for example, you have a group of friends and so they're not supportive of your decision, then that is a really big sign of maybe they're not your actual friends. You know well, what I mean? Yes. Yeah. They, you need to let them go because no one should make you feel bad about the decisions that you're making if you're not harming anybody. If yeah. you're not harming yourself, you're not harming anybody, and this is your own choice to make, then, yeah. you know, that's something that, you have to be able to. It'll literally. It'll tell you so much no, about your group this, of friends, this is what I about your yeah. <laughs> everything. It'll it'll help you grow in so many ways. Yeah. Um, I've honestly like even with all the struggles that I've had with hijab, it's definitely but always been positive experience. Like it's helped me grow as a person. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. I mean, it's like, like it's now just a part of me. You know yeah, what I mean? It's exactly. never. It's it's not even an, it's not even an afterthought. It's just it's, now has become. Me. It's, it's weird to also see, like, I think what we're both agreeing on is it's almost like a a tool to kind of see the true colors of someone sometimes. Yeah. Like, not just in, like, so when I started wearing it, I kind of applied it earlier of, like, yes, it did help me kind of through the reactions that mm-hmm. I got understand, like, and surprisingly, actually a lot of non-Muslims were the ones who were to More kind supportive? of, yeah, to kind of, not just supportive, but, like, were easier about it. It was, like, mm-hmm. not so much a shock mm-hmm. in which it, for me, told me a lot about how they knew me. Like, they understood yeah. me as a as a person who was already considering it without those conversations having to happen. Mm-hmm. So I, that I appreciated a lot. It's just easy on you when people don't make it a thing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, but also even after, um, you know, you wear a scarf and you go out, especially like in the career world and work world or whatever, and you're wearing it and you realize how differently people treat you. Or it, it, For me, that's a very easy way of identifying what people are like. Because you know you're wearing the scarf. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Some things are very obvious that way. So it's weird how it's, like, almost a tool to kind of help you identify certain things when they happen. Because, mm-hmm. really, I mean, if people are there to support you, not it's almost like an unconditional love type thing, right? Like, yeah. it shouldn't matter whether or not I wear a scarf, and depending on how you treat me, change, mm-hmm. like, that shouldn't be... Yeah, I mean, it's just, I find it so kind of <coughs> baffling how... A, something as simple as a scarf over someone's head has become such, like, a target. Has become so... What's the word? Like, no. has become so... I don't think it's an as obsessed over... People object. feel like it's dangerous. And it's literally a scarf over someone's head. Like, <laughs> that... that Like, they, they perceive people danger, like people as dangerous because of that. And it's just baffling to me because, mm. you know, 
Because God forbid a woman makes a decision for herself. Right. <laughs> but, but um, yeah. yeah, so I just we just wanted to speak on to that because it's definitely something that is part of our lives and yeah. makes us who we are. And yeah. Maybe a, a conversation you probably learned a lot from, whether mm-hmm. or not you're Muslim yourself. Um, and also an important part of, our, again, our lives and our stories. That, you know, we have a platform to talk about it. Why not, right? Yeah. So... Yeah, guys, I think uh, we're probably going to wrap it up here. Yes, yes, um, yes. Again, thank you guys very much for following along. We're almost reaching that 20th episode mark. Mm-hmm. We have our first guest, as you guys have probably or maybe listened to our previous podcast to this. We did feature with Noel Salim. Yes. In our last podcast, we interviewed someone for the first time. And it was great. It was great. Yeah, it went really well. Again, like that conversation was super interesting for the both of us. So mm-hmm. please check that out. Um, but again, find us on SoundCloud, Instagram, YouTube. Gmail, Gmail. <laughs> loves to promote. <laughs> um, and we, yeah, we love talking to you guys, and um, definitely can't wait to see what else comes. We have some more interviews lined up, That's so true. you know, Ooh. stay, uh, stay tuned, and uh, we'll, growing, we'll talk to you guys on the next one. Okay, bye. bye.